Hey everybody, it's your old pals Ian, Chewy, Alan, and Ryan. And we're here to talk about all the great shows on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, aren't we boys? How many yes. shows? Oh wait, sorry. Uh, yes, we are. How many shows? <laughs> There's four good of job, them, Alan. Alan. Four good. of them, and they come out on all different various days of the week. Uh, of course, uh, every Friday you can listen to the original, the classic Stuff and Things, where Chewy and I uh, just kind of talk to each other like we're best buddies. We just kind of talk like just you're like you, your best buddies, like you just and your best like friends best talk, buddies. Like, yeah. like we're best buddies, like we're best buddies. Yeah. Watch it, you're on thin ice. I have Alan over here. I am it's right fine. here. Be friends with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. Uh, so yeah. you can check that out every single Friday if you like hearing conversations that you and your friends would have, but with two total strangers. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have on the Stuff and Things podcast now, boys? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ian. <laughs> Alan Selman. I took a stance here. Uh, we have four color commentary. Uh, what's a that comic, show about? It's a comic. I'm about to get to that. Gee, Alan, what's that show about? Thank you. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, it's a comic book podcast where four comic book nerds talk about books that they bring, sort of like a comic book book club, but we also talk about other things like movies and comic book happenings on top of all that. So... Uh, it comes out every other Wednesday, which is free, uh, not free comic book day, but it is sometimes. <laughs> it's just every comic book day. If your parents every are still other. buying your comic books like they are for me, then it is free comic book day. <laughs> it's every other Wednesday that comes out. Gosh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's really excited. Ryan, uh, tell us about the redheaded stepchild of the Seven Things right, Podcast the, Network. The, the, uh, the, the sad, lonely other child of the Seven <laughs> Things Podcast Network is a podcast we like to call Super Action Bros. <laughs> podcast we're talking about movies with explosions and car chases and lots of people dying a lot and stuff uh it's every saturday the most action-packed day of the week with ryan and ian yeah where we take a critical look at those movies that are commonly watched while eating a lot of popcorn and snacks uh and pizza and beer (laughs) i like those things (laughs) isn't there one more podcast that we're forgetting about nope let's move forward the dark recesses of the stuff and things podcast network where only the brave dare to dwell not me. I'm out of here. Yes. I'm here <laughs> to tell you about the. You already talked about the redheaded stepchild. I'm here to tell you about the neglected, jet black haired, evil demon ghost. son of the sun ghost. Of the, <laughs> the sun ghost? Yes. The ghost of the sun? Exactly. Oh, I was thinking like a sun ghost. Like oh, sun, sun of ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is referred to as Eyes in the Dark, where we talk about horror movies oh. with. Movie expert, Dr. Oh, yes. Jurassic Price, <laughs> and the classic and ever velvety voiced Evan is on it. <laughs> and of course, because we have busy schedules, it is released every other Monday, the most terrifying day of the week. Monday is legit the most terrifying day of the week. See, guys, there's something for everyone here on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Everybody can enjoy a little something here. Um, and we want you to enjoy now. So sit back, relax, get yourself a nice beer or juice box. Yeah, if you're driving, don't drink beer. Don't do that. The juice box the is fine. But what you can do is Root enjoy. Beer, also, okay. <laughs> what you can do is enjoy another fine Stuff and Things podcast. You know what that is? I'll tell you what that is. That's an alien, bruv. Believe it. Must have come from outer space trying to take over the Earth, innit? When I landed in the wrong place, though, you get the wrong place. Like-
Welcome to Super Action Bros, a podcast where we talk about movies with explosions and car chases. And eyeless, glow-in-the-dark teeth gorilla dogs from outer space. They're blacker than the blackest <laughs> black. Uh, today we're talking about Attack the Block. Yes. Hello, everybody. 2011. I'm Ryan. And I'm Ian. Hello. Welcome to Super Action Bros. As Ryan mentioned, yes, we are talking about Attack the Block, uh, a 2011 Joe Cornish film. Yeah. Joe Cornish, who we'll talk about here momentarily. But before we get into the movie itself, we want to uh, let you guys uh, about know us. a couple ways. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about us for a minute. Let's, you know, let's do that. Um, so there's a couple ways you can reach out to us if you like things that we do. And we actually have somebody who reached out to us uh, who I'm going to actually read their email. And I'm, I'm going to read it a couple times, so you'll hear it probably in the next couple episodes. Um, but you can reach out to us a couple different ways. Way number one is through our website. Uh, it's superactionbros.com. So you can go on that website and uh, you can uh, subscribe to us. It's a Tumblr site. So you can easily uh, get followers or follow us on there and get uh, people to check that out and tell all your friends who follow us and, and all that neat stuff. Um, you can also reach out to us via, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you can also reach out to us uh, via, our, uh, via our social media networks. We do have some of those. Um, you can reach out to us via, uh, you can reach out to us via Twitter. Uh, of course, we do have a Twitter account at Super Action Bros uh, on Twitter, and you can also reach us individually on Twitter. For me, Ian, it's at Irich. That's at I R I T C H. I'm on Twitter too at Ryan Roop. That's R Y A N R U P P E. Uh, you can also reach out to us uh, via uh, Facebook. We do have a Facebook account. You give us a thumbs up there. We're also on a little neat social networking website called Letterboxd, uh, Letterboxd.com. Uh, so you can sign up for a free account there and write your own movie reviews, just like we do sometimes from time to time, and uh, check it out. Uh, and you can also uh, reach out to us via good old fashion email at superactionbros at gmail.com and don't forget to subscribe to us on itunes uh, so you can go to itunes and subscribe and get new episodes as they come out and also feel free to check out uh some of the other podcasts on the stuff and things podcast network at stuff and things uh so we did receive an email uh-huh. of course it's a little late but we have about a week left uh f- for this but it was a, a fan writing us in so uh we're going to go ahead and mention that uh, this is uh, from uh, Sean Neely. Or, 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 I'm still almost in there. Ken, Ken, oh, I'm sorry, Sean Keneally. I'm, I'm guessing Keneally is that's how you say it. I'm sorry, Sean, if I butchered that. He goes, "Hey, Ian and Ryan, I'm a big fan of Super Action Bros. I especially loved Episode 69. Shoot 'em up. Oh, good. Somebody liked that movie, <laughs> or you maybe just like the podcast and yeah, the part. So from one action good. lover to another, I wanted to share a project I'm working on that I thought you two might be interested in. It's a two-person action movie. Please don't click off just yet." I didn't. I read through. Uh, Our feature film, In Action, is a purposely mega-low-budget action movie, a two-man show with the stars acting out their adventures, playing numerous villains, and engaging in fight scenes of epic proportions, all taking place in one room. While the plot resembles a conventional big-budget action movie, it's presented in the unconventional way to show that solid storytelling, even on a shoestring budget, could keep an audience on the edge of their seats, just like a 200000000 summer uh, action blockbuster flick can. But by utilizing set design, sound design, makeup, costumes, and the genre's camera slash editing techniques, we will create the style and feel of an awesome action flick for a totally new and fun movie experience. Basically, we'll be making the indiest action movie of all time. Wow. I love Super Action Bros, so I had to reach out and share the project. I know it's a stretch, but I'm writing you because it's my dream to make this movie and to show that anyone with a crazy idea can do something just as epic as uh, a big Hollywood studio. I'm hoping you might see, uh, see something in this crazy passion idea and want to talk more or share this idea with your listeners. So, it's uh, got about I I feel bad because but we already recorded the first two episodes last week uh-huh. before last two weeks before I got this so there's about seven days left in their in their projects so you might still have some time uh, to get on this maybe a day or two but they're very close to their goal uh, right now they have about uh, they, they need twenty two thousand uh, is what they need they have about seventeen thousand as of this okay, recording so they're close so they're getting there they're getting there. 
Um, so uh, there's some pretty sweet stuff. You go to www.inactionmovie, I-N-A-C-T-I-O-N, movie.com. Uh, I think that leads you to their Kickstarter. Okay, um, okay. And it's a Kickstarter campaign. They have a neat little video there. Um, some cool stuff. You get some, some stuff. You pledge five bucks. You get... Uh, personal thank you and Facebook shout out for your awesome support. In fact, I'm going to go ahead today and pledge $5 on th- from the Super Action Bros, at the very least $5. Oh, well, um, yeah. That's called the Michael Dudikoff, uh, which is the uh, the name of it. Uh, $10 or more, you get the Tango in cash. Personal thank you and Facebook shout out plus signed postcard of an in-action movie image. Um, the Jean-Claude Van Damme digital download of uh, movie plus all of the above prizes, $25 or more. Uh, let's see, 2.0, uh, let's see, digital download of the movie plus all the, uh, the stuff below $25. So you can donate all the way up until I believe there's a couple ones left for $250 or more. You get some neat stuff on there. There are some cool stuff and I would highly recommend checking them out. The top one is called the Yippie Kaye John McClane package and it is $5,000 or more. Well, you get an IMDb credit if you do that. Wow. <laughs> and a producer credit and two yeah. tickets to their Cast and crew screening in New York City. Sweet. So, well, yeah, I will definitely be donating. I, we don't have we don't have much as we're podcasters, but rest assured, we will be donating a little bit to your to your cause. I, I'd like to see. I'm 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 very much about people creating their own art. As you see, we do this for well for free for people, but it costs us money to do that. So I I feel the struggle, sir. But I'm very much about people expressing themselves and and making their art and, and supporting that whenever way that we we can. And I think Ryan agrees with me on this. So. It's true, I do. So um yeah, so check it out if you guys again. That's inactionmovie.com. There's still a few days left. You could pledge some money there. Even if you got five bucks, you get a neat little Facebook shout out and say tell them the Super Action Bro sent you if hey. you happen to see that. So anyway, all right. So attack the block. So speaking of relatively low budget action, action movies. movies, yeah. Hey. Uh, so attack the block came out in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't know. It's funny because this movie, like I, when I first heard about this movie, it's like, Oh, this is this, you know, super low budget indie. But then it's like, Oh, but I recognize, you know, like Nick Frost is in this movie mm-hmm. and the comedy and, and some of the way things are done seem very familiar. And it makes a lot of sense when you realize that Joe Cornish was the guy who directed it. Yeah. Uh, he wrote it and directed it. He is a guy who has worked with Edgar Wright, uh, our favorite filmmaker here on the on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. As a writing partner, they work together on. Um, He's on written a, lot of, a lot of movies. Oh yeah, he has. Uh, uh, I'm looking at his IMDb credits right now. Mm-hmm. Um, most notably, recently, we've actually. Do we? I think believe we watched one of his movies. I think on the show, maybe. I don't know if we have watched this one. I'm pretty sure we did, but I'm not 100% if we watched it for the show, but I know we've watched it or I've seen it. Uh-huh. I don't think we have watched it for the show. We should you remember Tell this me one. the name. So uh, most recently, uh, he uh, collaborated with Mr. Edgar Wright on Ant-Man, oh, yeah. which if you haven't seen we it, We did why? see that movie, but we didn't talk about uh, it. The Adventures of you Tintin. Should go see, you should go see Ant-Man. It's Tintin. Super good. We haven't watched Tintin we haven't watched the show, on the show, but well, I have, have seen watched it. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, those are the, and that and this are kind of his big movie credits. Yeah, he did a he did a lot of a lot of comedy on the BBC, the Joe and Adam show with with another with a friend of his who actually makes a voiceover credit in this movie um but yeah he did a lot of like television comedy and a lot of uh he did a lot of bbc radio actually Mm -hmm. um so it's it's sort of i don't know this movie is really neat in the sense that like it it's a small location it's it's one of those movies well done you could almost say it's like a bottle movie in the same sense that a bottle television show is an episode of a show that takes place in essentially one location uh, yeah, like the the Star Trek episodes where they stay on the ship the whole time. Those they call them the bottle episodes. I, I can see that this movie takes place basically in in these uh, they call them they call them um, estates in Britain. Here we would call them projects or something mm-hmm. similar. Estates. Uh, no, no, that's for real. Is what it's called. It's so. But come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> is there a better? I mean, like at least we're honest about it. <laughs> is yeah, there any better way to? A project. Is there any better way to, to to polish a turd than to call a project in the state? <laughs> no. <I don't> know. <laughs> um. So this movie is so the premise, basic premise of the movie, Ryan. Real briefly for sure. our folks at home, is these folks who live in this kind of project apartment building. They call it referred to it as a block. The block. Yeah. Is what they call it because it's a giant, the giant concrete building, um, very similar to Dread, but nowhere near as big or tall. Yeah, but and obviously not run by a drug dealer. I mean, both of these well, are maybe. both of these are British. Uh, there are a lot of influences from Dread. Dread was influenced by British estates. Oh, for sure. Yeah, um, and then all of a sudden, on uh, did they say what night it was? I don't think it. it was uh, I, I, there was a lot of fireworks going off. I I'm sort of assumed sort of, November fifth. Yeah, remember, remember the fifth of November. But uh, a bunch of uh, aliens start landing on Earth, yeah. um, and all hell breaks loose. Well, not all hell. Just well, some, in in some hell. in the block, all yeah. hell breaks loose. Um, so uh, yeah, so let's talk about our, our our cast and crew though. So we talked about our, our writer and our director. Who yeah. else is in the in this movie? Who else uh, is important? Sort of the big breakout uh this movie is john boyega john boyega that's a name you might not know now but, but i guarantee will. in december Come december he's gonna be a name that someone knows because he is my friends in he's playing like a, a major role yeah, yeah. in the new uh star wars movie he's star wars he is the uh, african-american gentleman you may have seen in the stormtrooper outfit looking all worried on the on the on the desert planet yeah he's which the may one or may the, not be in the trailer where he Tatooine, pops up but i don't think it is and and you're like <gasps> I think it's a desert, different desert planet. They've said it's not Tatooine. It's a yeah, different they, they desert planet. It's, it's a different desert planet. Yeah, we won't get into Star Wars. There's a lot of neat Star Wars stuff that was announced recently as of this recording. But of, needless to say, he's in the new Star, Star Wars, Wars movie. Stuff. And he is also on a new poster. He plays a character named Finn. Yes, he's also on a new poster holding a lightsaber. I haven't seen this poster And it looks yet. like Luke's old lightsaber, the blue mm, one. So we'll see. We'll see. Um... Uh, so yeah, he plays a character's movie named Moses. Yeah, he plays like a really tough dude, like emotion, like the emotionless robot, but like super ba about it. Yeah, I don't. I think that I think that maybe one of the things that that might have gotten him the Star Wars role is that like on 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 some level he does sort of play a character who is who is kind of emotionless, mm-hmm. but I think he's not. He plays a character who's hardened, yes. but you can tell that there are moments yes. and, and, and it's, he's, he's a very good actor because there are moments in his face and there are moments in sort of the way he does things where he sort of, um, sort of reveals his vulnerability, mm-hmm. uh, in, in really sort of subtle ways that I, that I think really sort of speak to his acting talent and make his character a lot deeper than it could be if he was just this, you know, killing machine or, Agreed. or this, you know, punching machine or whatever. Who else do we have in this movie? Who else is our? Um, I mean, we have a lot of like low, not not major actors. Yeah, with the exception of Mr. Nick Frost, yeah. who we so, may know from Hot Fuzz and yes. Shaun of the Dead and all those things. That guy, that he's fella. he's in the movie like almost as a joke. He's the cameo role. Yeah, he's the, <laughs> he's the oh, we got Nick Frost. This movie has Nick Frost in it. He's the big star that we got. <laughs> well, I he mean, plays, he plays Ron Edgar Wright. Yeah. You know. <laughs> It's it Joe Cornish. They're they're pals. They're all pals. Yeah, they're all pals. Uh, so we have Jody Whittaker as Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, Alec Esmail as Pest. He's the he's the kid who he's um, the white kid. Yeah, he's the white <laughs> kid. And with his, which is surprising. You know what? I was really, I was really impressed that I know I know it sounds seems silly, but like a movie like this, like had like was. Pretty, I mean, cut some cultural diversity. Yeah, it's a pretty well mixed cast. Like the, ma- the main character wasn't some white dude. Yeah, it was that's John true. Boyega. Like he was a dude although was a lot of the dude. black dudes die. That's true. Yeah, but, but you know, 
It doesn't uh, follow so the speaking of which, we have Leon Jones as Jerome, Franz Drame as Dennis, mm -hmm. uh, Simon Howard as Biggs. Um, those are sort of the the main crew. Yeah. And then we have the little kids. You can count the amount the of white people, I think, in this movie on, like, what, one hand? Yeah, but, I mean, you can count the amount of people in this movie total on two hands. Yeah, but still, I mean. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 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 one of those movies where it's like, well, why can't this character be black? Okay. Right. And it is. And and that, I, I think that more movies need to have that Agreed. sort of thing in it. Um. All right, so. Uh, but what? it's a pretty small cast. It is. It it's is. It's a really small cast. It is. Um. So let's ask let's ask the big question, Ryan. Sure. Uh, what is the MacGuffin of this film? Um, well, firstly, what is MacGuffin, Ryan? Sure. I mean, we use MacGuffin very, very loosely, but it's intended as a, a filmmaking term that Alfred Hitchcock used a lot. Alfred it it typically means... That's my impression. Is that what he sounded like? Have you never heard Alfred Hitchcock talk? No, I have, but I don't remember him sounding like he's bad very, Sean Connery. But he sounds... He has a very round voice. He has got, like, he's got jowls. Yeah, you got to like pack All respect to Mr. Balls Mr. Hitchcock. Cheeks. I can never make a movie like he can, but... <laughs> What? It's true. We should watch an Alfred Hitchcock movie on this. There's only one action movie. Well, I'm sure there's a few, but there's one out, like, North standout. North by Northwest. North by Northwest, yeah. which is oh my classic. God, so good. Anyway. Anyway, continue. MacGuffin, uh, action movie filmmaking term, it is the thing that people are trying to get. It's the driving force of action in a movie. Mm -hmm. uh, this one, I think that the MacGuffin doesn't really appear until... Uh, no, you know, there's not really a classic MacGuffin. Survival? Yeah, the MacGuffin is protecting the block Surv yeah, or, or surviving. Yes. Uh, there, I mean, you could probably make an argument for the MacGuffin being the the sort of like other alien that they killed at the beginning of the movie. But I don't I don't think so because that it, it's almost like a reverse MacGuffin. It's yeah, the things that the bad guys are trying to get the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's, I mean, I guess they're the major character if you think about it. Um, But if... But yeah, yeah, I mean, it could be. That's an actual object. You want to make it an object like it's traditionally defined? I would probably have to say it's probably that thing. But they have it all along. It's not yeah. like they're like, it just takes some time to realize, they just don't oh, realize that's what that, we need. that it's important. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of almost like an inversion of of did, the classic MacGuffin scenario. Did you feel bad in the beginning when they were killing it? I felt bad for it. Oh, it yeah. Like I mean, we could, we could talk about the way we f this movie makes us feel. We should probably do that. <laughs> um I mean, the way this movie opens is this gang of teens, like mug a lady, yeah, uh, a lady who lives in in their block, in their you know, in their little neighborhood mm -hmm. area, and who is like basically they after they steal her wallet and they're going through it, they're like, oh, she's just as poor as we are. Yeah, there's nothing in here. Yeah, um, and and so I, apparently that was actually it's based on uh, Joe Cornish actually being robbed oh, really? by a group of teens, and he realized that they were clearly just as scared as he was. Oh. Um, and I, don't, so, I don't mean that. I don't mean that ironically. I actually, mean that. Like that's yeah. that's uh, what I what I like about this movie is like the entire time they refer to themselves as like, oh, we're heroes, we're heroes. Like even though that you know they did something like even really huge terrible. Dirt bags. Well, they are in the beginning. They are huge dirtbags. Yeah, uh, they don't really. Yeah, okay. you don't think that they change over the course? No, of the no, movie? I think they do. You yeah. don't think? Because uh, I, I think that this movie is about like, I think that the underlying message is that someone who is that way, you're not trapped to be that you're not yeah. determined by your you're not who you are based on your circumstances you are who you are based on your actions that's true i think that's that that's to me is what i the, what i the took themes. away it's the in a sense kind of the the you know the developing the development of these characters yeah i i mean movie. it's very clear at the beginning you know john boyega is like the leader of this gang he pulls a knife on an innocent woman and by the end of this he's the one who saves everybody yeah and nearly dies and nearly dies and doing it i i almost wonder if there's a cut where he does die 
I kind of like it better that he didn't. Yeah, I like it better I like that it he was better hanging better there, like, oh god. Because well, and yeah. you start, you see him, you see him there, like looking like, oh god, oh god, oh yeah. god. How did I? And the entire movie, he doesn't, he never looks scared. Yeah. The entire movie, he's just like, I am able to handle everything. Yeah. What is the what is his catchphrase that he says all the time? He keeps saying every time they they say like, oh, should we do this? And like his confirmation word, I can't remember what it is. I don't. He I says the same thing that. over and over. Well, I mean, by the way. Uh, if you're really bad at understanding British accents, ooh, ooh. you might want to put on some subtitles because there are right. some very strong British accents well, so, in this movie. So one of the things that's really interesting about this movie is like the the movie basically stars teenagers uh, mm-hmm. the, as the as the main characters of the movie with some some very small exceptions. But the the teenagers talk like British teens talk. Yes. So they're they they're filthy. They're just constant cursing. Oh, I, I was watching it with me. She's all man. They curse a lot, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, like, don't you remember? dirtbag teens when you were 15 like no, i was i was a girl no no i mean <laughs> girls girls can be dirtbags that's too, true but but it's more like my i don't wife know if that's a, i don't know if that was being inclusive or not but <laughs> it kind of is <laughs> no my wife wasn't a teen dirtbag she no. was uh she's a good kid no uh, she did no, not but relate I, to that no no but i but i mean like it, i've known those kids who weedus? just like yeah, just like a constant stream of filth is pouring out of their mouths all yeah. the time uh and and that's how the movie is and it's like it's surprising but then it, it makes a lot of sense like it seems it doesn't seem gratuitous for those characters it seems like it like i've seen you know i've known kids like that mm-hmm. uh when i was in middle school and junior high oh i talk and like, I, was I talk like, like that, that. Oh, i don't know I, I i like wished that i could but i couldn't like i just couldn't do it um <laughs> i talk like that with I my wanted friends to be cool but we but i would not get into trouble i was afraid of trouble yeah and i force you to not on podcast what if you want to listen to ian talk like that listen to you <laughs> What is the name of that show? Stuff and Things. <laughs> yeah. Or my many appearances on the blue, the the, old, the, the dirty older brother version of this podcast. Uh, yes. <laughs> the dirty, slightly drunk older brother. Yeah. Um, well, even though he's younger. Yeah. I don't know. No, yeah. he's, he's our younger brother. We're scared of him. Yeah, okay. There I don't like go. the way he talks, mom. He's, he's scary. He's, yeah, we're the we're the upstanding nerd. Um, <laughs> is that a four-color commentary? The mom, of the, the mom of the show? No, four-color commentary is like the... I don't know. I don't think this is a good <laughs> metaphor. Um, but in this movie, like these kids are, they're kids. Yeah. And, and it's interesting the, the way that they behave to each other when they are just the group of them. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell that the dynamic changes as soon as someone foreign is involved. They sort of like circle around. Like when it's just them, they're all making fun of each other and pushing each other around. But then uh, as soon as there's another person or especially an adult, they all like, group up and they become different they become a unit Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting from a like watching a movie sense because it's it's something that is so natural that you would immediately be able to tell if it was false Mm -hmm. you know what i mean there's there's room in that uncanny valley where you're like oh this is this is what's supposed to be happening right now but it doesn't work yeah it's sort of weird but it works here Mm -hmm. the kids like all these actors bonded successfully and are able to to do this thing and it's so much so that you don't even really notice it until you think about it later and you're like oh yeah they did seem like like a group of dirtbag teenagers who like as soon as you call them on it they're like all of them together against you yeah but when you're not there it's just everybody everybody for himself to a certain extent yeah uh it's really it's teenage boys it's it's i don't know if it's good writing or if it's good acting or if it's good directing or if it's all three of those probably all three i think it's all three of those i think it's uh, i mean it obviously comes from a place of, of real experience with all these with all these guys i wish i could see more movies and where stuff like that happens yeah i wish i could see more movies that are it's like, that a, potty, are it's like a potty mouth action movies this is like a potty mouth stand like by happens. me with aliens yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
kind it is. of is. It's, it's Alien Stand by Me, but but, but they're, and they're the, well, they're punk. They're the they're the punk kids. They're but like let's the, be honest, the there is an Alien Stand by Me, and it's called Super Eight. Alien. That's true, and it does not successfully do this. You don't think so? I don't. Not in the same. I mean, I was not, not with the, the dirty, sense. not in the dirty. No, way. but not in the dirty way. But in the in the like. Like those teens, there's there never feels like much cohesion with each of them. Yeah, uh, okay. they split up too easily. With these, I feel do you feel like, like the well? Let's go back to this because I feel like, let let's take let's take what a movie this probably took some from without even knowing it or not. What about the Goonies? Yeah, we get a lot of we got a lot of criticism about it's the Goonies true, and what we're wrong. I'm still waiting for that rebuttal. No, I feel like I feel like the Goonies do it successfully. Okay, I feel like the Goonies. Everybody's sort of like everybody hates each other when they're together, but as soon as there's an outflight influence, they're all they're all best friends and gonna keep well, and, the, and there's other. little things like in the goonies like do the truffle shuffle yeah it's like that's a thing you could tell like oh that this isn't like the first time they're doing it they're not yeah, doing yeah. it for the movie like you could see you could tell this is something they make him do all the time yeah you could <laughs> almost make fat. an argument that that to a certain extent sort of the harry potter movies at least the first couple the the um what's his name joe john not joe johnson chris columbus ones mm-hmm. uh do that pretty successfully yeah too. yeah i could see that yeah um he's, he's sort of well known for directing groups of kids successfully i would say so um, um this, this one this movie does it also but in a way where they're not like just the good kids or you know or i mean you could you could make that they're not just the white kids yeah uh, they're like real kids yeah real teens yes uh dirtbags real teens <laughs> extreme for teens um so what, what else is i gonna bring up oh um so they, they, there's some pretty brutal violence in this movie there is this movie does not <laughs> This is it does this not movie, hold back. It reminds me of like Gremlins. Yeah, I can see that. In the sense that Gremlins is like a lot of comedy. But here's what this movie does but then, well. Like peop, you know, there's blood and guts and Here, stuff. Here's what this movie does well. Even when we see them close up, we still never get like a good hundred percent view of these. You're talking about the monsters, a, the aliens. Yeah, the yeah, monsters. The alien monsters. Like. They're always they do a really good job being like there's one over there because normally in a movie when that happens you'd see it and it jump out at you. Yeah. In this movie it's like subtly just walks scuttles across the background. You're like you know it's interesting I was reading about this movie and Joe Cornish specifically mentioned signs. Do you okay. Remember that 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 yeah, borderline yeah, yeah, terrible yeah, 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 yeah. M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. Yeah. There, uh, there's some good points. In that so movie. so in a sense he said that this is sort of like I took signs and set it in a a state in London. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I and, can see that. And it works in the sense that we very seldom see in that movie. The one thing that M night Shyamalan does well is, is you never get a full view of the alien. That's true. You know, it's always Til a glancing shot, but yeah, but this one pulls it even more. Yeah. In a, well, in the sense that the aliens I mean, you are see sort him, of but scary, amorphous blobs yeah. with shiny teeth. Yeah, that look, like, that look like eyes, but they're teeth. Yeah, it's cool. Reading about the way they did the effects in this movie for the aliens, they were they had two suits mm-hmm. with uh, with actual light-up teeth with rotating servos, and then they digitally edited the suits to basically remove all highlights so the suits are pure black, and then they had to digitally insert a whole bunch of them together, like the, the hall scene. Uh-huh. They only had two suits, but they had to shoot... Like they had to shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and then composite it all together. Yeah, hey, it's easy and way then to do it. Edit out all the any of the highlight or low light in the suit, so the suits are just pure black. That's that takes some and time. And I think I think that's one but of the it things. Shows. I think the pure blackness of the aliens, like yeah. the fact that they are like just shadow. Yeah, like really like black fur, but you can't only really yeah, see. Yeah, it makes it really difficult to sort of get a a good idea of what they look like. Yeah, and it makes. Them I mean, they more show terrifying. the female one more than enough times. But. Yeah, well, and that one looks totally different. It's sort of like this weird hairless. Yeah, mole it, well, it's kind of a thing. it's kind of a gremlin, like a gremlin yeah. hairless mole rat kind that's, of thing. I, I felt bad when they killed it at the beginning. I'm like, oh, this seems like a bad idea, you guys. You shouldn't yeah. touch that. <laughs> oh, but then it kills that kid's dog. 
Yeah. Well, no, oh, it doesn't. The, the other the big do. one kills, yeah. the, kills the kid's dog. Well, that's what they probably thought. They'd be like, oh, it's going to be more like that little thing. We could take it on. And then this giant black mass comes <laughs> out of the dark. And like, well, oh, should God. we talk about how this movie is kind of almost a horror movie, but it's not? It, it is. But but it is. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's some pretty horrific stuff. People get their necks. I mean, okay, guys, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. A kid in a, in a mo- moped helmet gets his head taken off. Like exploded. It's, it doesn't even know. It doesn't explode. He cracks it off like the top of a banana, like it just pops off yeah. of it, Ugh. like a like like the like like a, like, a, like a champagne, like a cork bottle, like I a cork. Have, I might it have just pops. Along. I might have closed my eyes. Oh, I didn't. It popped across the room oh, and hit the gosh, wall. The helmet gosh. did. I mean, it's it's like what you hear when people talk about. I'm going to be hor- horrific. They okay. obviously heard the story about the guy who had his mouth in the in, his head in the mouth of a bear oh. and heard his own skull crack. That's the horrifying. And yeah. his eyeball popped out. Wow. And they Wonderful. actually managed to put him back together that's, and he looks fairly normal. That's great. I'm glad I have that mental image. But yeah, he, well, he was talking Thank about you. it. I was on like a Discovery Channel like or like what Animal Planet. Like, of course you I almost this. got eaten by something. Like nature is scary. Stay away from it. <laughs> When you put your head in the he mouth a, of a bear, I think he said it was a I don't know, but he said he said, "Yeah, I heard my own skull crack." I was wow. like, "That that would what? No!" Like, and then can... I pooped in my pants. <laughs> Probably. And imagine. then the bear was scared of the smell. <laughs> and ran I don't know. I, I think his friend like whacked it in the head with like a stick, and then it took off. I don't remember what happened. Something happened where his he friend got whacked saved. it in the head with a stick, and then was like, "Oh crap!" And his friend ran. <laughs> <back to the laughs> head. Uh, mm. No, but it, but I mean, yeah, this movie is nature. This movie is kind of horrific, but yes. I feel like I feel like we should make an argument that it's an action movie. Oh, absolutely! There's action sequences all over the place. They're stabbing these things. They're running from them in the there's hallways. A, there's a motorcycle chase scene. Yeah, there is that goes. Well, that part's pretty fun. Uh, it's and it's great because like this movie avoids the the Michael Bay make everybody look awesome thing. Yeah, because there's this cool motorcycle chase where one of them is on like a dirt bike and somebody's on a pizza place m- moped and then somebody else is on one of those little mini bikes uh-huh. and then they like all crash. Yeah, like one of them multiple hits it down times. a flight of stairs. One of them ends up like just falling over and then picking up the little mini bike and hitting the alien. One of them with makes it. a sweet leap. That he says he could do like parkour style leap oh, and yeah. then just beefs the landing and keeps going. And then the alien does the same thing and he ends up just in a trash can for <laughs> yep. the rest of the movie. Yeah, well. For the rest of the movie. Yes. And I love that because um, because if it was a movie, I feel like classic horror movies always forget about cell phones. Yeah. And so a classic horror movie, we would not revisit him or we'd see his carcass later or the, you know, the thing torn apart. Yeah. But in this movie, it would be, we get, he'd be Mr. He'd be Mr. What's his name in, in the dress park? What's uh, Samuel Jackson's name? Um, Mr. Arnold. Oh yeah. He'd Mr. come Arnold. back and his arm would fall Hold down on somebody. <laughs> but, but in the this movie, we get, nightmare. We this get man, a, by the way, uh, showed his children Jurassic park. I, I did. <laughs> and the part that terrified my daughter the most was that, the disembodied arm. And the disembodied arm of Samuel L. Jackson yeah. falling. Just wakes her up in the middle of the night. Um, I'll bring one to your house on Halloween. You, you can drop it from the second floor. Do that, or my <laughs> wife will murder you. Anyway. Well, she won't be there. She will. She'll go out with your she son trick or treating. No, she will find out, no. and you will die. I'll just say I wasn't in. I I'll help in her. On this. I'll help her. <laughs> no. Now it's on. Now it's on record. Never mind. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I'd, in this I'd movie, never do that. I love all the shots of of that kid in the bin, with, on his phone, calling people. Yeah, yes. no, I'm okay. Let me see if I can get out. Nope, no, I can't. No, I'm I'm stuck in I here. I just like the little kids and then, that show up. And then the best part is, it's, speaking of the truffle shuffle, and it's clear that something happened earlier. I just go, oh, where are you? Oh, I'm in the same bin that I was in that one time <laughs> where those guys were chasing me. <laughs> 
it's a subtle joke, but then you, but then he's just like, well, I'm in this bin again, so yeah. I'm just gonna well, hang out. And here. I like too that there's these little kids who they like discount the entire time, and then at the very end they end up having a squirt gun full of gasoline or lighter fluid or, or lighter fluid or something and, and light lighting the alien this thing on fire. On fire. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Oh, we should talk about the elements of uh, the the fireworks in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's there's, a- there's fireworks sort of permeating the movie, and they as soon as the movie starts, you start hearing the fireworks to the point that you just don't think about them anymore. Right. Uh, which works sort of to a surprise advantage because then we have that one kid pest who has a backpack full of bottle rockets and things mm-hmm. that he then uses. Uh, very effectively, and it just looks well, so cool. Almost well, not necessarily effectively. effectively. That yeah, I, that part. It was okay, a little so the, spooky. The smoky hallway. Oh yeah, oh, that, that part's scary. terrifying. That was scary. Oh yeah, actually, my favorite part in that is is the 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 one kid who was basically there to buy pot, and you can tell that he like is definitely from a richer part of town, uh-huh. driving his dad's Volvo, uh, and and then he just gets hit in the face with a baseball bat, <laughs> and then he's like, no, no, it's okay. Uh, you guys are you guys are being nice to me now, so it's fine that you hit me with a baseball bat. <laughs> what was that for? <laughs> no, the guy thinks he's an alien. He hits yeah. him in the face of the like, baseball right, bat. No, no, but he goes, "What was that for?" <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, on that part in the hallway with the glasses, kid, I'm like, "Oh man, that'd be, oh, that's, that's me. So sad. That's me." Yeah, I feel like I'd make it that. I'd, I'd make it that far, but that's as far <laughs> as I'd go. <laughs> he's like the bigger one too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that I, I felt that one too. That yes. one was, that, um, was, that was the nerd. But there's there's like there's some great like sequences and great shots in this movie, like when all of them are in all the aliens in the window and oh, the yeah. drug dealer dudes there oh and the, oh that was horrific too where they jump in like you see his face and then one of them kind of goes over it and you don't see it and then like his top his lip is ripped and off his nose is missing you're like oh uh, man they're it's, eating it's them. just the like the like little quick shots like that yeah uh that's oh that's the thing that that pushes this movie towards horror well, is, and once, shots like that yeah but once you realize that the motivation is simply you know, mating. It's not yeah. like anything like I want to eat and kill and slave humanity. It's like, oh, this alien well, happened and they, to land. And on they Earth. see it earlier when uh, when our when our uh, stoned slumming friend is is watching a nature documentary about moths. Yes, and and about moth pheromones. Yes, and he's like right next to the TV, and he's like super into it. <laughs> and then later. He, it comes up again. Right. But I mean, but Nick Frost surprisingly plays a very small role in this, but we don't see a lot of him. He's not a huge character. No, it's, it's perfect. It's better that he, he's just there, just there to kind of exist. Uh-huh. He's, he's kind of that guy, that sort of like weird guy who is, you know, he's got Ron's weed room. He's, he's Ron. <laughs> it's a big room full of weed. It's the most secure place in the block. <laughs> it's true. Um, I don't know, but I really, I wish there was more movies like this. I do too. This feels like, I mean, obviously if you remove some of the language, I mean, probably over there, I mean, I'm sure this was a huge, I mean, I'm sure the kids probably, there has to be well, a I don't know kids. There's, this is, like this if, I saw, be, if I saw this when I was. still be rated, you know, 18 or whatever. It's rated R, but if I was saw this at 15, which I feel like a movie like this, there's nothing that, I mean, other than the violence, there's nothing that terrible in this movie. Oh, yeah. That is a fifteen-year-old boy would not know about. So, I agree. I, I mean, agree. there's no, there's no boobs, there's no, no nudity to speak of. That's true. Um, I was, I was trying, I was debating internally whether this movie passes the Bechdel test because there, uh, there are lady characters who are named, um, but I think it's, I, I think that the fact that we're not sure about it means it probably doesn't. No, because all they talk about is how like I don't like being mugged by people. I got mugged. Yeah. And they're jerks. Well, but then they go to the, they go to the girlfriend's house. Yeah, but I, I don't think nah, that there's any really. substantial enough conversation for it to not count. Really. But it's it's there. There are female characters. Oh, and the part where all the girls sing—they start singing. Oh yeah, oh, that for like no that, reason. That annoys me. 
I know. You don't <sighs> like youths. No, it's not that I don't like yes, youths. That's something that uh, that's something I've seen lady people I know do, and it's like, ugh. So, so it it successfully annoys you the way that that Real, age of girls do yes. that, yeah. and like 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 oh the age of girls where they're all just like giggling at their own jokes that aren't funny. Yeah, you know, like what is so funny about this? Like this is. It's it's real. It's so real because I've seen that. I've been in that situation. I'm like, you're not funny. This is weird. That's like, that's uh. <laughs> like it just it took me back to being 14 years old and not understanding lady people at all. <laughs> oh man, it took me right took, took me right back there. Hey, you know we should mention the music really quick. Yes, let's talk about that. Uh, the music in this movie, uh, the soundtrack is actually done by Basement Jacks. Okay, uh, who are a. a relatively well-known British production duo who've done a lot of, they do a lot of dance music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they, um, they, they make the music, the music is very grimy in the sense that grime is a style of, of sort of British um, UK hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I thought it was really good. Like the movies, the music's really subtle, but there are parts where it is like, it's, it's perfect. It's spot on where it enhances the mood. Like there are parts where the music's playing and you're like, all oh, these kids, like it just makes everything seem awesome. Mm-hmm. And there are other parts where the music's playing and it makes everything seem terrifying. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and so, and so the music's, I, we don't mention music enough on this show. No, so, we really don't. Uh, I think the music's really well done in this movie. I feel and also the, the, the oh, I love the scene where, uh, I guess I keep harping back on him because he's the one that I identify with the most. Um, the 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 rich kid who's there to buy pot, mm-hmm. where he's listening to KRS One. Are you are you rich kid who likes to buy pot? No, I'm not, but I'm I'm mortally white. terrified yeah. by everything. Yeah, <laughs> terrified by everything and and super white. Um, but he's listening to like KRS One. He's like singing along, and then all the kids come come around him to get in the elevator, and he like turns it off and puts his headphones yeah I, uh, yeah i noticed Little that subtle bits like that which are which are the sort of things that people do yeah but it but it sort of speaks to his relationship to that area and you know their relationship to people like him and, and totally. what they would experience in this area and stuff like that is pretty interesting i, I agree um, in a you know from a from kind of like a like a race relations or class relations standpoint oh for sure yeah um, all right, Ryan. Well, let's wrap this up. Final thoughts on Attack the Block. I love this movie. This movie's super, super good. I wish that there were more action movies like this. Mm-hmm. Action movies that they—I mean, this movie sticks it at ninety minutes. Yep. It doesn't try too hard to go nuts. It doesn't try too no. hard to be arty. It has a—you could say it's a relatively linear plot, but I think the plot twists and turns a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it does. But I mean, it's—it's it's a. I don't like I feel like calling this movie a basic movie is an insult to this movie. No, but it, it's it's like a movie it reminds me a lot in a lot of ways of They Live, where it does just enough. Like it gets you right there mm-hmm. and then it's like, all right, well, you know, let's let's not go crazy, we're done. Yeah. I agree. I think that it's 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 a it's a small movie, which is nice in in, the, in its location. So they were really smart. It reminds me. Remember we talked about the Robert Rodriguez method of using what you got. We yeah. talked about it last episode. I think it was what they live actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, this feels like that. This feels like all right. I want to. I want to have it set in you know one of these buildings, and I know I want to have aliens, and I know I want to have this. Like then I want to know I want it to relate to this experience. It's like you took all the, all the pieces that he had, and he made a movie out of it, which is unique and it's something all his own, yeah. as opposed to something that you've seen a thousand times. Because when I heard about this, I'm like, okay, aliens attack. Um, aliens attack a. Uh, uh, apartment complex. 
Okay. All right. Well, it sounds. Yeah. But it's not that at all. That's like the easiest way to describe it. But when you watch it, it's it, you're like, okay, this is a really unique original idea. I have not seen something like this yeah. before. And and I, really, I mean, really and it really, it. and the way it focuses on the kid Moses and yeah. like it deals with him sort of, sort of growing up and and you know realizing that he's more with, than than he could be. Yeah, and all with very subtle. We talked about Rowdy Roddy Piper being a being a decent actor, <laughs> but no, by not emoting much. Like talk, John Boyega is like the king of that. Oh yeah. Like he doesn't say a lot. In the like he, but you get a he he can act. This kid yeah. can act. Like he, I, I'm not surprised they picked him for Star Wars because oh, yeah. like he, they, that, that franchise, you know, that's the franchise needs some acting. It uh, does. The <laughs> franchise, I mean, and, and to be fair, the franchise needs some people who aren't white. Yes, but that's true. but uh, which I'm people, really glad that that's the that yeah. That. But but he's great. Yes, and so I'm I'm super excited to see. Him I'm excited in Star to see Wars. him there, and it's a really. I mean, honestly, it's a, it's a strong cast. It's funny. If you're not really good with British accents, you probably turn on some subtitles. Yeah. Um, or just be aware that you're not going to understand everything that gets said. That is true. Because um, <laughs> you probably It's, it's won't. okay. And well, and the other thing is like, it's not just the accents, but it's the references. Yes. You're not going to catch all the references if, unless you're like a, you know, an Anglophile. Right. Um, you know, you know, what other movie this reminded me of is, is Dread. Yeah. Because yes. in the same sense, Dread is, is relatively short. It's in one location. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, goes through it's, I really like. I hope that this and Dread, these smaller budget science fiction action movies, where they're just awesome, and they and you look at a movie like that, and then you look at a movie like Transformers two or three or four, and you're like, why can't those ridiculously over the top, incredibly expensive movies, which the plot is a mess, the acting is awful, even the CG is not very good. Like you look at a movie like that, and you look at this movie, which was shot on like a tenth of the budget, and you're like, how? How do they keep making those stupid movies when they could be making a movie like this? Because those Transformers because don't fit in the building, right? They're bigger than that. It's a fairly easy question, oh, I think. It's, I hate <laughs> They climb on the outside of the building. Well, we saw that one Transformer go in the building, the third one, it made the building fall down. Mm. So your your point your point is referencing a Transformers movie to me. I am. Um so no, I agree with you. Like it's silly, but as much as like I'm, I'm. I'll speak to this about the Transformers movies. I was never. I like Transformers as I like that they're robots that change into cars and 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 planes. Yeah. But I was never like, oh my god, Transformers canon, Transformers canon. But like, I'm more of that. But the those but that movies but that being that but that being said, I'm like, I at least expect there to be some reverence for the canon when making a movie like that, like or something like. To me, I was like, all right, I just like them as toys. Sell me on Transformers movie, and it didn't do it. Yeah. Like. I feel like there are a lot of, of franchises that do that, but this was that those that was not one of them. And those aren't one of them. But this movie is an original idea. It's it is an original idea. I yeah, think. absolutely. I know there's a lot of talk about what is originality. Well, what well, is? Yeah, I mean, it definitely. I read this article about when we talked about Tomorrowland. Like, is Tomorrowland even an original idea? Because is it's anything based an original loosely, idea? Well, I mean, but it's based loosely on Disney-owned property with the idea yeah. of its you know Disneyland theme it park. It is called tomorrowland yeah and it's also named that too so but like this is something that is is not something i've seen before yeah it certainly takes elements from a lot of different movies that you've seen we called it sort of you know stand by me or goonies it's an amalgam i mean a lot of movies are it it takes it takes from different elements and then then stand by me with aliens and in 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 british states yeah but it it combines them into something new. Or something Goonies with aliens. Goonies with aliens in a British state. That's what it is. <laughs> Way more violent Goonies. But yes, it's true. Um, it's like this is like the next step up from Goonies. Like if you watch Goonies at ten, this is what you should watch if you're like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, That's absolutely. What you show your kid then. Um, so yeah. So well, uh, what what is our rating, Ryan? Out of out of ten, how Whoa. many out of tens do you give this? Oh man, I'm I'm. I am at risk for rating this very very highly. Actually, it's okay. Go for uh, it. I I might call it nine 
glowing mouths of teeth out okay. of 10. Um, Just because I, I, I like this movie. Okay. I do. I'm going to go cool. I'm going to go ahead and give it um I'm going to get actually give it a little bit lower than that, but I still liked it a lot. I'm going to give it 8.5 uh pizza mopeds okay. out, of, out of 10. Yeah, so 8.5 pizza mopeds out of 10 for me. And Blockbuster of course. Oh yeah, absolutely for Blockbuster. Us. I mean, I, like I feel like we we haven't had a lackluster one since uh, Universal Garbage uh Dawn of whatever the Jump. Dawn of Justice? Yeah, sure. Um, something different. Well, um, well no, yeah. you know, Mission Impossible did, 2 And did you watch this with you? Did you watch this with your wife, you said? I did. Did she uh, stay we've awake seen or it a couple of times. And she's seen no, it she before. stayed awake the whole time. Oh, okay. But, but it was funny because we're watching this. She's like, I don't think I've seen this before. And I have way through. She's like, oh, no, no. I remember this now. <laughs> All right. Well, I watched alone. <laughs> That's so, not, really? not surprising. Yeah. Your roommates? No. Oh, I watched well. alone in my bedroom in the morning. Oh, um, perfect time to watch. It. So, uh, well, that is Attack the Block, and that is our show. Um, before we go, oh, first of all, we want to thank you all for listening, as always. Yes, thank you. Uh, before we go, we want to uh, go ahead and uh, announce our movie for next time. Now, we had a request. We did. A while back. Uh, what was the other movie that was requested of us to watch? The Shadow. The Shadow. And along with that request was another movie, which now that summer is ending, we're almost into the fall. Uh, we're going to go ahead and honor that request. Uh, so that request was for a little movie known as Tron, Tron Legacy. Legacy. Not Tron, but Tron Legacy. Uh, starring Mr. Jeff Bridges, of course. Uh, briefly appearing Bruce Boxleitner. Hey, yeah. Mostly Jeff Bridges and uh, some other people. Olivia, we're going to spoil Olivia that movie, too. I'm gonna, I have tons of spoiler information about that movie. Oh, man. Yeah, Ryan and I. You picked a good one because Ryan and I, as Ryan said we're to me huge. today, Ryan said to me today, we were talking about it, and I have to agree with him. It's our favorite non-Lucasfilm, non-Marvel Disney property. Yep. So, anyway, so that is going to be the next episode. So join us next time when we uh, jump into the grid with Tron Legacy. And remember... Whether it's Blockbuster... Or Lackbuster. We're, we're the, the Super, Super Action Bros. Bros. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.